0: Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Full Time with a podcast today. I'm joined by one of the administrators, Paul Stanley, in quite a difficult circumstance. So first and foremost, Paul, please explain why the Begbie administrators have broken off negotiations with the Spanish bidder.
1: Right, well, um, I think up till Christmas, um, we we were pretty positive about everything we'd got... Um, Pretty much the nod from the AFL, subject to a couple of things that they were happy. We'd agreed with the council uh, on an assignment of the lease on the stadium. We'd agreed with the college on assignment of the lease on the training ground. And we'd agreed heads to terms with the purchaser. Um, the We got confirmation on Christmas Eve that the money had been sent from Spain to the UK solicitors of the purchaser. Um, and we got confirmation immediately after Christmas so that money had cleared in their client account and they were ready to... Uh, complete the deal um over between Christmas and New Year things didn't seem to move and then we got um, a letter in over the weekend dated the 1st of January which said that the purchaser wished to pretty much halve their deal which um given given things which i think they should have been aware of already so for example brexit was one of the issues they it's gonna be more difficult to bring their european players into the uk There's like a point system now but that they should have known all that that was stuff i knew about in november december um and also with the government deciding to close football grounds probably till then at least the end of the season um, and I think also with the position the club was in, they had to do revised forecasts on what would happen if they're in League Two next season, and also what's going to happen if they're going to have to run without fans in for a much longer period. So the funding requirement was, was more, uh, albeit you know these are all things that perhaps somebody should have thought about at the time because you know even the even the biggest optimists didn't think we were going to get back in this season. I don't think. Um, so they they decided to change the bid. At that level, the bid would have still worked for us, um, but there would have been a 15-point penalty. Uh, And also the EFL have the ability, if you're not paying the the non-football creditors 25p, they have the ability to um, not transfer the share. So if they'd still been happy to transfer the share, there would have been a 15-point deduction. Uh, The purchasers came back and said, no, they wanted the 15-point deduction waiving or they weren't prepared to um, weren't prepared to change their deal. and it, that, that's, you know, Whether that's real or whether that's just them saying it as a get out, uh, I'm not sure. But either way around, that deal just doesn't work. If you can't pay the 25p and the pounds of creditors, then you know, there is no way that you can do it. The EFL regulations and the insolvency policy doesn't allow them to just waive. You know, we had a, a long court case regarding the 12 point deduction and there's no way that we're going to waive a 15.1. Yeah, almost subsequently, had conversations uh, before we made the announcement with the FL this morning, just to just to verify that they, you know, they weren't going to be generous and say we'll just waive it. And they don't have the ability. That's that's not the that's not the insolvency policy, and they have to stick by it. And that's what all the clubs have agreed.
0: At this stage, you're at. Why do you think the Spanish wasn't aware of these, like the Brexit government and the FL 15 point deduction if they don't pay the uh, required creditors?
1: I think they were fully aware of it. I think it's just, my personal view is, I think they just got cold feet over, over the new year and um, just decided, you know, they couldn't come over and see what they were buying. They, they couldn't take control of things properly because of uh, COVID. They didn't know when they were going to be back in the stadium. And maybe the funding requirement just became too much for them. And, and it's still uncertain.
0: How have you found your dealings with the, the Spanish bidder throughout the process?
1: Um, early on, they were fine. Um, latterly, when the, the there was there were two parties involved in it. One of the parties, the FL, were happy with the other one. Well, they weren't. Uh, the party which they weren't happy with uh, was the guy that spoke English, and the, the communication was fine because he understood what we were saying and he you know he communicated perfectly. The guy in Spain doesn't speak English, and everything's had to be translated through through his solicitors and his accountants. So you get everything slows down. Um, and i'm not i'm not convinced that he was fully aware of all the numbers that the, the other guy had negotiated and, and understood so there was a bit of a relearning curve going on there and perhaps um, you know perhaps he didn't like the amounts of money he was perhaps going to have to put in i just don't know when they don't was, know sorry uh, when, when the bid was
0: restructured how come it didn't class as a separate bid
1: um because the AFL had already said that they were happy with um with moreno as an individual they they were happy with him the league were happy with him he's run a profitable club over there the, the club over there seemed to be a good fit uh with wigan to be honest with you and the other guy dropping out he was never an officer and a director of the of, of the of the club anyway he was never going to be involved as a director or as an owner but uh, one of his relatives, or two of his relatives were, and he was providing a little bit of the finance, but not a lot of the finance. So when the AFL said, you know, these are, the, these are the issues, the issue was he had to be removed from the process, which he was. And um, and they were happy, they'd already vetted Moreno and were happy with him.
0: When, obviously, the, the Spanish uh, deal has been ongoing over the last 12 weeks or so, there's been several calls from Lisa and the MP, the Supporters Club, to open up the process and end exclusivity. Why don't you reopen the bidding process at an earlier stage?
1: Um, well, the exclusivity ran out a, a month, six weeks ago. So, you know, this naive idea that you can just open it up. The FL have spent hours and hours and hours vetting these people, um, you know, with what happened uh, at the first takeover or the, the takeover before we were appointed. You know there was there was calls then that they that the AFL hadn't done their job properly. They were getting criticised for that, and um, they obviously have to do a thorough job on it. And um, they're willing to, want, want to look at one purchaser at a time. So this idea of just opening it up and throwing twenty names into the AFL and saying are any of these Super Bowl? They haven't got the resources to deal with it, and that's now it works. That, that's an understandable answer. So, and um, what is the legal process now
0: to end uh, the period of exclusivity?
1: No, well, I don't know, there hasn't been a period of excuse, obviously, the period of excuse yeah, my ended. My so, so in terms of, you know, the, as far as we're concerned, we've uh, stopped having conversations with them. So we will now be going out to the people that are out there who, who may want to put a bid
0: in. Are there any other interested parties? And if so, are there credible options?
1: No, I don't know at this stage. There's lots of people who've uh, told me that they're interested. Um, there were lots of people that, that weren't interested, but the second that we announced that we'd done a deal with the Spanish people, suddenly announced that they had been interested. Um, you know, there's, it, it, it's a strange world. Football there's massive publicity, and you know, there's, there's you know, I think we've dealt with over well over a hundred people, and some of those people are, you know, were no way credible, but they just want their day in the sun to be able to tell the world that they nearly bought Wigan Athletic. So those people obviously need filtering out. Um, I, I, I think there are still people that are interested um, but you know, we will find out over the next day or so.
0: What are the steps that you'll be personally taking with the fellow administrators to find another buyer? Uh,
1: well, we're going to get back to everybody that's, um, that's been interested in the past. So I think, you know, I don't know how many of those that, 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 that ended up in the process but you know, uh, maybe, I don't know if there's 20 or 30 of them or something like that. And to say, well, if, you st- if you're still interested and you and you can show us you you've got the money and you can put a deposit forward. You know, but it's not going to be a, a long-term, you know, negotiating with people for weeks and weeks. It's It's got to be something. We haven't really got that that sort of time. And, you know, we can't be sitting there waiting for a result from the FL for eight weeks. What, what sort of bid will you be looking at? Well, I think the bid's got to be, around £3 million and, you know, a 10% deposit. I think it's it's got to be that sort of number. How much money is left at the club and how long will it last? Um, the, the money that's left is enough probably for a few weeks. No, will, we'll
0: play, not. will players now need to be sold in a January transfer window?
1: Um, I'm not aware that there's been any bids for any players for money. I mean, if you look at the last transfer window, other than Wigan players and the two players that went from um, Brentford, Ben Rama and Watkins, who who were clearly a different type of player that went to you know top Premier League players and start every week, other than the Wigan players, I don't think there was hardly any players moved in. Certainly in League One and League Two, all the players that moved went for free transfers and loan deals. So, you know, have we got any players there that Championship clubs would be interested in? Uh, possibly, but I've not had any offers for any.
0: If a, a big does come in, will your hands be tied, given the situation we're now in?
1: Um, well, it, it, I mean, we have just got to discuss it with, with Liam and Gregor and see what their view is, and you know, we've got to take a, a, a view, You know, first of the survival of the club, but you know, at the same time, we've got to balance that out with the team.
0: Do Wig Athletic have any oncoming debts or creditors to pay?
1: Um... We've got ongoing trading creditors and wages to pay, but there's all the all the stuff that we, the big stuff we've had to pay, we've paid, or we've got money there to pay it.
0: What is the probability of Wig Athletic being liquidated?
1: Um, I, I can't answer that. It's not, you know, I, I I don't think it's a probability question. To be honest with you,
0: is it quite concerning that you know have to start the process from scratch again, especially considering how long the EFL process took? Uh, with the spanish bidders
1: um well we won't be starting from scratch because we've already you know we already know who the interested parties that that said they were interested are they've been some of those people have been quite vocal since the spanish people came involved so if they come forward now they already know they've all, all the people that we're going to be talking to have already been in the data room they've already seen all the information they you know they need a bit of an update um in in terms of where the financials are but not nothing's really changed that dramatically
0: are you optimistic about finding a buyer?
1: Um, I'm optimistic that there's going to be people coming forward. Whether, you know, whether we can get it through in time, I don't know. Is the answer? You know, I, uh, I'm a bit shell shocked at the minute. You know, we've been in there for six months. Um, it's been pretty full on. There's not really been a day off. I've not really even had a, a Christmas break with it. To be honest with you. So I'm um, a little bit shell shocked by what's happened over the last day or so because I built myself up for, you know, I couldn't see any reason why having the, once the money moved, which was always it was always a concern, I couldn't see any reason once the money moved why there was going to be an issue. Have
0: you got genuine? Con- Sorry, have you got genuine concerns that uh, say if a bidder does offer the right amount of money to buy the football club? That the finances that the club have may run out before they are approved by the F.L. Um, well, we've
1: had, we've had a you know, we got a grant last month. Um, the running costs are now much lower, obviously, than they were when we we're in the Championship or at the start of League League One. So, um, you know, we we have got some money there. It 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 really comes down to, you know, if, if the supporters' club are involved, you know, that might that might be something which helps because you know, I'm aware they've got. You know, they would have funding and probably would uh, be a popular choice with with the AFL uh, because there are rules in there that allow allow you know, allow them to be involved in, in bids if they want. Um, but I, I, it's none of it's in my control, unfortunately. You know, I can only do my job and introduce people. And if people agree to things and put money up, you know, the Spanish people have invested a, a deposit at the start. They've invested. Uh, a lot of money in legal and accounting fees to get to where they've got to. You know, they've not been doing it all themselves. They've been employing professionals in Spain, professionals in, in in Manchester. So you know, they've invested a lot of money in this. So it's not like they've they they've been time wasting from day one with an agenda of time wasting. You know, they wouldn't have sent the money. They wouldn't have read all the legal documents and got ready to sign them if they, if they weren't if they weren't keen. And I don't know what it is that spooked them at the eleventh hour, but. But whatever it is, it's is, um, is cost them a lot of money.
0: As a plan B, do you think the support club could be a viable, viable option over the next couple of months? Yeah,
1: they've always they've always been a viable option. Um, yeah, I don't
0: see why not. And to end the interview, uh, I appreciate your time. I know you're very busy today. Can you understand the fan's frustrations of the deal falling through? Because now I know there's a lot of concern about the future sure.
1: going forward. Of course, I can understand the frustrations. You know, the frustrations, are, I've been part of this football club for six months. You know, I work with the people there every day. Um, I speak with the manager, I speak with the head of the academy. Um, you know, you live and breathe it. For I've, I, you know, I've not really been doing a lot else for the last six months. It's, um, you know, you get quite, quite, it becomes quite personal to you. So, of course, I understand the position and, you know, I'm a football. You know, I'm a football fan myself. It's um, it, it's not a place where anyone wanted to be. Um, and we've just got to try our best to get out of it.
0: In in terms of the next few months, you mentioned you mentioned the staff that you worked alongside. Is there a potential risk of further redundancies?
1: Um, I, i have not. We've not discussed that at the minute. But you know, the, the staff levels are already pretty low compared to where they were. Um, I'm I'm not. It's not something at the minute with with with. Talking about, but you, you never know, dear.
0: To end the interview now, what would be your message to the like athletic supporters?
1: Uh, just keep 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 getting behind the team because you know a, a, a successful team is is something that's more attractive for somebody to buy at You know, and yeah, you know, I really, I really, genuinely, I'm trying my best as a dean and Gerald. It's um, you know, it's it it, it is genuine. It's, it's not you know, we we are personally involved in it and you know you probably look at my face now compared to my face when I started this job and I look like an age like all the football managers doing the Premier League you know because it's um, it's a massive stress on us as well as as well as everyone concerned with the club. It's a really tough time for everyone involved and
0: I'd like to thank you for your time today like I said no, no I've been really busy and uh, thanks for giving up uh, your time for a quick interview.